0: Amen. As they're taking up the offering, I wonder if we can stay in Luke chapter 12. I don't have a lot of time this morning to preach, but I do want to drop some thoughts in and hopefully land this quite fast and trust the Lord that you would meditate on it in the days ahead. But let me just, uh, Luke chapter 12, I want to quickly go to Luke chapter 12. Uh, Lukey, title of my message, it is your father's pleasure or good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Scripture, Luke chapter 12, verse 32, we read a couple of verses, but I just want to read that one verse again, and I want to just read this. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I just want to concentrate on that verse and just encourage us this morning. The first thing that God is trying to emphasize here is fear not. The reason why He's trying to emphasize that church is because there is a capacity or whatever you say, great um, propensity, 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 I'm thinking, and some kind of what, a propensity, a leaning towards, any other dictionary versions, uh, uh tucking in, uh, anyway, a propensity towards fearing. Every single one of us ha- or can be and are challenged by fear. And that's why I loved even that God brought up 2 Timothy chapter one verse seven this morning too, because He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. But there is this uh, propensity to, to fear. So He's coming here and He wants to encourage us first and foremost not to fear. Now you have to have studied the, the whole of the chapter. For, so for the, for the, because I never like to, for those that are visiting too, I never like as a very good, uh, solid uh, teacher of the Word of God to take a scripture just out of context. You have to always. Keep the Scripture in context, otherwise the text can con you. So keep it in its context. And then, so you need to know the whole, the whole chapter. But for the sake of time this morning, let me just quickly go through. He tried to emphasize in this chapter some of the fears that we get faced with. If you look in, um, I think it's verse four, uh, chapter, uh, verse 4, it says, I tell you, my friends. And everything here in this whole chapter, he's talking to friends and disciples. He says, I tell you. My friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear, fear him who after he has killed has authority to cast into hell. So, friends, what his first fear he's trying to challenge us here with is that there is a fear of death, there's a fear of persecution that may lead to death. And he wants to encourage us and to say, you don't have to fear. And then in uh, verse 11, I think it's verse 11. And when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say. There is a fear in the people of God as well uh, when we are called to answer uh, for Him, when we're called to answer in public places, when we're called to defend the gospel, when we're called in front of people, uh, what we will say, what we're going to do. There's a a fear of man, right? So there's a fear of death um, and persecution, being persecuted. There's a fear of man. And uh, what to say and what to speak and and, uh, and, uh, and all those things, and then in verse twenty two and he said to his disciples, "Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or about your body, what you will put on there is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. There is also a fear friends about um, what we will eat when we wear provision, um, about paying the bills, about finances, about uh, take, getting taken care of our lives and and all those, those wonderful things. And uh, so what he's trying to do here is he's trying to say, fear not. And when you read through in that chapter, you will see he then emphasizes and gives you the reasons why you should not fear all of those, those areas. The first one, obviously death, friends. I could go into this. and I, It's not the, what I want to challenge us this morning. But I just want to say that obviously we shouldn't fear death if we we're born again believers and, we, and we've and uh, we received the life of Christ into our lives, then death no longer has a sting, right? Because the power of death, friends, is in sin. And Jesus Christ died and took care of our sin. So friends, death does not have any hold or any uh, intimidation to us, amen? And persecu- persecution, friends, the Bible says we should delight in persecution if it's for righteousness sake. Um, so there's no fear here. Friends, the thing that he says is, what is bigger than death, friends, is hell. Man should fear hell. Friends, and that should be something that we should take to heart. This is what I'm really talking about, friends, is to grab people, snatch them out of the grip of fear of hell, of being separated eternally from God. But, friends, for us who are born again, there is no fear of hell. There is no fear of death. We know we're just going to pass from this life into the next, friends. It's a simple curtain. It's a simple uh, uh, beat between one breath and the next. And uh, and it's so wonderful to actually see Him face to face. That's why it's gain. Right now, I can then be stirred up in my heart and be excited because I know God talks to me and I can feel His presence. But man, man I'm going to see Him. Friends, it's an easy transition, amen? We should have no fear of that. So He's trying to encourage us. Don't have any fear of death. And He's telling us, uh, that He's going to be with us, and that He's with us all the time. We don't have to fear that. Then in, uh, the next one uh, talks about um, not public, because He says, uh, don't be afraid what you will say, because He says, I'll fill your mouth. Amen? We know that we have a treasure within us. We know that we have Christ within us. We don't have to fear when we walk around, because He's going to give us the words. He's with us. He's going to stand up for us. There's no fear. F- friends, the fear of man is a, is a, is a foreign fear to the, the people of God. It ought not to be there. We are not those who are afraid of man because we have Christ within us. Amen. So he's stirring us up. He's challenging us. He's telling us there, I'm with you. I'm going to give you the words to say. Don't, don't have fear. And then it says, uh, uh, he goes on to talk about, it, you know, the fear of, of finances, paying the bills, uh, what we're gonna, how are we going to put food on the table and et cetera. And he says, you don't have to worry. Why don't you have to worry? Because he said, just have a look around you. Nature is a declaration of who I am. And what God is trying to speak to us is He says, look at the ravens or the birds. And they never, ever store up. Amen? I don't know if you've ever seen a nice little, the owl, He looks after all the seeds. He has a big bank. And the birds come and they draw from the, the bank of the owl. That's a good Disney story, actually. It's not a good Bible story. Bible story, my Bible says, is that God just takes care of the birds every single day. They don't have to store up anything, friends. Every single day there's enough food. Amen? And then he says, look at the lilies. S- displayed in all their splendor and how beautiful they are. Amen? He's trying to tell us something here. He's trying to tell us, listen, I take care of the birds. I take care of the lilies. How more important are you and I? Aren't we His treasure, the apple of His eye? Aren't we His delight? Aren't we the crowning of His creation? So he wants to encourage us with those things. But I want us to, to kind of quickly, and I, I don't know how quickly I can do this, but I'll, I'll try. Um, I want us to go to probably the most important, the one I think Jesus leaves to last. He wants us to know something, and he wants to deal with a fear here that's deep-rooted. And he wants the children of God to get rid of it once and for all. And it's this simple fear. Is God really that good? Does He really love me? Does He really, really want to serve me and fulfill my needs and be gracious and merciful and just wonderful all the time? Just maybe I sneaked in through the back door. Or maybe there's a legal the legality that God has to now obey. And um, really and truly, he's quite ticked off with me. He's a little bit angry, but he can't actually show me. So, And some days I mess up and then he, he, he really doesn't like me. See, inherently in the people of God, friends, which ought not to be there's a lack of understanding of just how good their God is. So friends, we go up and down. So our life is not a constant display of the goodness of God. I was listening to a guy yesterday. He was just crying out. Actually, he was crying out in song. And he was singing and he was saying there are people all over the world that need to know the love of God. And friends, the love of God was not a moment when you and I got saved. Because when you and I got saved, we just thought God was the most amazing, most wonderful person we'd ever met We realize we were sinners. We realize we had messed up whatever, and He did this most amazing thing for us. Then we get saved. We get planted into this family. Then we begin to journey life. And journey, there's ups and downs. There's disappointments. There's successes. And uh, there's challenges that go along our way. And suddenly, we're not sure. And we're wondering whether God's listening. We wonder whether God's... And suddenly, when you look at the picture, suddenly, the picture doesn't look like God is so good. Suddenly, the picture doesn't look like God loves us so much. And then we wonder why the world has a look at that and says... And then we cry out and we sing songs So we need to go out there and tell the world that God loves them. Friends, you need to believe that God loves you. And your life will tell the world. You can go out there and you can say, no, no, God really does love you. Well, how come you don't believe it? How come your life is not a display of that? Because this is a scripture that's trying to teach us and show us the nature of God and the heart of God that it is so amazingly wonderful and beautiful and so overflowing with goodness and love, friends. It is, if we could grab hold of this, believe it, and live it, friends, it will transform every single little crevice and crack and your whole life. And he's trying to say, you don't have to fear. I am who I say I am. I am good. I have forgiven you. I am gracious, I am merciful, I am loving. All the time, 24-7, I am for you. My life is a delight and a joy to serve my wonderful kids. Friends this is a verse about the nature of God it's a verse about what kind of heart God has it's a verse about what what makes God glad not merely about what God will do or what he has or what he has to do but what he delights to do what he loves to do and what he takes pleasure in doing fear not little flock it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom so a couple of words When we read these kind of scriptures, friends, we move over too quickly. We need to just look. Every single, by the way, just every single word in the Bible was purposely put there. There's not one single jot, tittle, little full stop, little comma, or anything that isn't put there that God hasn't purposely put in place. Every single one of them, friends. So when we have a look at this, let me just break this this, this one line down to you. It's one line, and we'll be another 10 minutes. Fear not. Fear not. He wants to take all fear away, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure. I just want to first just say good pleasure. It's your father's good pleasure. Just that word, good pleasure, it's a verb in the Greek. It means to be a pleasure, to be pleased by. You could translate it, it pleased God, or God chose it gladly. And if you, if you want to, I always love to have a look at other places in the Bible just to get a real emphasis on this particular word um, as well, for sake of time, I'll just quickly run it through and then you can look at it later, is if you go to Philippians chapter 1 and verse 15, you will see the noun version of the same word. And it's where Paul, he's in the Philippians jail and they come to him and they tell him, hey, there's some people out there that are preaching out of envy and rivalry the gospel. And there are also some people that are preaching from goodwill. The ESV says goodwill. It's the same Greek word. It's the noun version that you could put in there, good pleasure. So what's, what's, what's being written here and trying to be explained to us is that Paul's sitting in jail. And there's some people that have come and arrived on the scene. And their motivation is out of envy and rivalry for Paul. They want to inflict more pain on him because he's in prison. And they're preaching the gospel with a wrong motive and a wrong heart and out of an envy and out of a rivalry. But there are also people that love Paul, that love the gospel, that are preaching it out of a pleasure, out of delight, and out of a joy. It's the motivation of their heart. And God's wanting to emphasize here and say to us that this is his good pleasure. It's out of the motivation of love and delight. And it's his heart. And he loves it. And he's freely doing it. He's not doing it out of compulsion or because he has to or because... uh, Jesus unfortunately fulfilled everything, so I've got to now be committed because I want to obey my son. And I'm losing my voice. This is a joyful celebration, act of the heart and the very nature of God. It's his absolute delight and good pleasure. And then the Bible says, "Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's, not the father's, your father, not your employer, not your boss, not your slave driver, your father." And if I had more time, I would want to emphasize and understand, I do know today, not everybody had a good father. So maybe a father figure to a lot of us, an understanding is not quite the way the Bible wants to express it or emphasize it. So I do understand that. But I want to say, when you read Bibles in the Word of God, go to the Word of God to explain and expound what it actually means. When the Word of God talks about a father, talking about God, an amazing, wonderful, generous, glorious, beautiful Father, a Father who's given us an inheritance, a Father who generously wants to give us our inheritance. If I went, I could go to Matthew 25, um, if I can find the Scripture in Matthew 25, I think it's verse 34. Uh, do you remember where the sheep and the goats, and He separates them out, and then He speaks these words over them, over the sheep. He says, Come, O blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for, for you from the foundation of the world. God loves that we're his kids and that we have his inheritance and wants to give us his inheritance. It's his pleasure and it's his, his pleasure and his delight. And w- he's our father, which means we are his kids, which means we have an inheritance. An inheritance he wants to give to his kids. Amen. Then, for the sake of time, quickly this morning, you can also say, uh, um, fear not, um, little flock, for it's the Father's good pleasure to give. It's God's pleasure to give. He didn't say sell. He didn't say trade. He didn't say negotiate. He said give. Every single word in this line is trying to emphasize something, church. If we can go away today and and be overwhelmed and bowled over by the goodness and the wonderfulness of God and how gracious and beautiful He is, and that we never have to fear again, He wants to bless us. He wants to give you everything. Friends, we can we don't have to fear. Finances, or whether I'm going to pay bills, or whether I, uh, what am I going to do, and how to be a Christian, and whether I'm in front of people, and whether I'm a good witness or not a good witness, and we all these different things. And oh, and what about death, and, and all, all the stuff that's happening. And you hear about so and so, and he passed away, and well, there's such horrible uh, things in the air, and, and all this kind of stuff. God's saying, You don't have to fear, I'm your father. It's my absolute pleasure, my delight and my joy to take care of you, to look after you, to love you, to give you. And then he says, Fear not, little flock. Flock. Flock denotes a shepherd, he's our shepherd. For the sake of time, just Psalm 23 springs to mind. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Man, that's a shepherd. That's a good shepherd. That's a beautiful shepherd. He wants us to know that he's got us. A shepherd denotes denotes provision and and, uh, taking care. Protection, and then also quickly, little, little flock. Whenever I got a case and I go, my little baby, I don't mean, she goes, I'm not little, I'm big now. When I say little, it's affection. It's an affectionate word of my precious, my beautiful, my, it's it's a tender word that God is using here. My little flock. What I also love about little friends, it's also declaring it's not your greatness, it's not your bigness, it's not because you got it all right, it's not because whoa you're the one that I'm doing this. I lit my little. And then finally, if we just consider the word, fear not, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Isn't it interesting in this most beautiful, tender, wonderful verse that you could feed on for the rest of your life and not have to go into any, the rest of the Bible that's that good? He doesn't say I'm gonna give you money. I'm gonna give you promotion. I'm gonna give you status. I'm gonna give you things and houses, or I'm gonna give you. He says, I'm gonna give you the kingdom. Kingdom speaks about a king, it speaks about the rule of authority, about reigning as the people of God. It's my joy to give you the kingdom. See, a king, a shepherd speaks of protection and love and care, and a father it just it speaks of tenderness, it speaks of, 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 of a family, it speaks of, of generosity and love and freely giving, and, and a king It speaks of power, speaks of authority, it speaks of wealth. He's using all these illustrations that we, we don't have to fear. Fear not, little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. If you're sitting here today, friends, whatever you're challenged with, and I wanted to pray over people that are struggling with fear, maybe we'll just kind of all stand and we'll just pray over each other. But I want you to know the tenderness of a father's heart here. I want you to know the tenderness of a shepherd. I want you to know the tenderness of a king. I want you to know, and be encouraged this morning, that God is trying to say to you, fear not. You don't have to be led or controlled or influenced by fear ever, ever again. Because it's not just something of, that God does. It's who he is. It's his nature. It's a joy and a pleasure for him to give us the kingdom. And he's emphasized all the fears that we might have. And he's saying, I'm here. It's me. You get me. You get me. It's fine. You got me. Martha comes and she says, I wish you'd been here. Lazarus would not have died. And Jesus goes, he will rise again. She goes, yes, I know he will rise in the resurrection. And Jesus goes, no, it's me. I am the resurrection and the life. Friends, Jesus is standing in front of us this morning saying to you, it's not about whether you can, uh, can I do this or can I do that? and Can I meet this need and can I, and all these fears. Jesus says, ta-da, it's me fear not, it's me, you get to have me, there's no fear in me, he is our life, friends, he is our everything, I don't have to worry or fear anymore, I got him, it's his joy and his pleasure, friends, he dwells inside of our lives, he's not going to let us down, Look at the birds, look at the lilies, look around you and how they are taken care of and they don't have bank accounts. But you don't know, you must look at my bank account. Look at the birds, they don't even have a bank account. Oh, but you don't know, you must see, I got a property and I got to pay. They don't even own property. They're going to find a tree in our property. (laughs) Come on. It's the simplicity of the gospel. That's what he's trying to get us down to It's the simplicity. Just be who God called you to be. It's a river free. Be who he is. It's his joy to give. It's our joy to give. If I don't have anything, I'll find something and I'll sell it so that I've got something to be who He is. A giver who lavishly loves to give to the needy. Friends, money bags that are stored up and put somewhere, friends, and accumulated. It's not the kingdom. Now, that's not good for financial advisors, but... I don't care if all the financial advisors go out of business. My God is the greatest financial advisor you'll ever meet. Amen. And his financial advice to me is make sure that the money bags, it doesn't matter the flow. Don't worry about whether you're getting depleted or full. It's good stuff, this. It's called the gospel, it's called the Bible, the word of God, the infallible truth, amen, so shall we stand this morning, we have a choice, we can cast our thoughts quickly to whether the roast is in the oven or whether who we're meeting for lunch and wonder if Grant's going to pray another five minute prayer, or we can sit here and we can say the truth has just been spoken, I want to take a moment out. I wanna rest my heart and I wanna say, you know what, I can tomorrow carry on freaking out about whether I've been paid, haven't been paid, whether the company is still gonna be going next month and whether the bank's gonna repossess my house or whether my car is gonna need new tires. Or I can listen to the word of God. And in my Bible, is red letters. That means my Jesus said it. And if my Jesus said it, then that settles it for me. As for me in my household, as for me in 24-7, as long as God gives me the grace to lead it, my heart's cry as an under-shepherd as one under the great shepherd. It's just to cry out this morning to the people of God and say, fear not. Wherever you've been gripped with fear, maybe you're feeling you're right at the end of your life. You're feeling that health is, is kind of coming and going and finding it tough and some days it's it's scary I want to encourage you this morning and say fear not if your life is hidden in Christ if you've given your heart to him in the blink of an eye he never ever leaves you it's a blink of an eye Death has no sting because he is with us. We talk to him on this side of the door. We open our eyes and talk to him on that side of the door. The difference being that we'll see him face to face. Maybe here today there's fear of man. Maybe you've been challenged, intimidated in your workplace, in your family. Your colleagues, friends maybe you felt inadequate about witnessing to the Lord, witnessing for the Lord maybe you don't know what to say in circumstances, situations maybe you feared shame or being belittled by people I want to say to you, that fear not the Lord is with you trust Him He will fill your mouth with the things that you need to say. Treasure Him. Magnify Him. Magnify Him as your good shepherd. Magnify Him as your king. Magnify Him as your father. Maybe the big one for some people here today is financial. Maybe you're on a, a tough line at the moment. Maybe the bank's phoning you all the time. Maybe you've had something repossessed already. Maybe your job situation is precarious or you're unemployed and you haven't got a job. I want to encourage you and say, Fear not. good shepherd mighty God king of kings our great father and loving father is with you and inside of you lastly and more importantly than everything else if you're battling to trust the Lord battling to believe going up and down going through all the challenges and the difficulties of life and your emotions and your feelings are not sure about the love of god i want you to know today fear not little flock it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom Friends, there's no lack in the kingdom. There's no unrest in the kingdom. There's no sadness. There's no depression in the kingdom. It's His joy to give you the kingdom, friends. The kingdom of heaven is joy, it's peace, it's abundance, it's blessing, it's provision. It's everything that pertains to life and godliness. It's in simple terms all you need. It's his rule and his reign, it's his authority, church. Sometimes Paul said, I have much, sometimes. I have little, but I've learned to be content. What is He saying? It's better. I've been given the authority of the kingdom. Sometimes God asks me to give much, which empties my money bag, which just causes me to walk a journey where maybe I have little. But other times, God fills it, and I've learned to have much but I've got the kingdom. I've got his rule, his reign, his authority over my life. I've got health, I've got peace, I've got joy. I've learned the simplicity of the gospel. It's not an accumulation. It's in giving. It's in releasing and it's in receiving. So, Father, right now, I was going to get people up, but I just, if you, standing with me on a belief, just for the Lord to break all fear off your life, then just lift your hands to heaven. Just posture your heart. Father, I just take authority of a foul demonic spirit of fear that has tried to latch onto, to control, manipulate the children of God. But I want to thank you, Lord God, that you have not given us a spirit of fear. But you've given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. So I want to pray over our minds, every single one of our minds here this morning. And I want to pull down every vain imagination and lofty thought that raises itself above the knowledge of God. I want to pull down those strongholds, Lord God. They want to speak into our minds and our lives. They want to say, oh, this is too big. This is, this God can't handle this. This is, this is, this is because of your bad mistake or because you messed up. I say, I silence those lies in the name of Jesus. And I raise up the knowledge of the word of God above everything else. And I cut every single person here free from fear in the name of Jesus, and I release faith into every heart, every mind, and every life. I thank you, Lord God, that our mind stayed on Christ. Isaiah twenty six three. A mind stayed on Christ is at peace. I thank you. We put our mind fixed on you. Our beautiful. Shepherd, our good Father, our loving, glorious, triumphant King, whose absolute delight and pleasure it is to take care of us, to meet our needs, to serve us, to love us, to help us, to lead us. Today we say before you, Lord, that we don't want anything that you don't want us to have, which means if I don't have it, you don't want me to have it. But my faith and my trust is in you, Lord God, that everything that I get I get from you. Lord, I want our lives to be a life of worship. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, you can go and read it. It says this: "Whether it's eating or drinking, or in whatever we do, do it all to the glory of God. Lord, may our lives, in everything that we do, may we treasure your glory. May we treasure you. May we demonstrate through our act of our lives how great and how beautiful how wonderful you are Lord and may fear never again take root or take hold Lord when it knocks at the door Lord we will tell it you've got the wrong house I thank you Lord God I just declare over every house every temple every person in this place right now no more fear in Jesus name because we're in his hands and nobody, John chapter six, can snatch you out of the Father's hand. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that you do that right now by your Spirit in every heart and life. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you really feel in your heart you need prayer, you need us to lay hands and just stand with you. Please come to the front. Otherwise, please uh, go and have some fellowship and tea and coffee. And and for the visitors, every single one of you, um, I didn't have uh, visitors packs up here this morning. But you all welcome to go to Hebrews Cafe and get a free cappuccino, uh, free coffee, whatever, or cool drink or whatever you want. So um, some of the guys will help you. Please don't run off. If you're offered something free, I don't run off. i go and grab it. Um, so... Go and grab it and just have some fellowship with everybody and really appreciate all of you coming and spending time with us this morning. Love you. Be blessed.